0: We are going to conclude Psalm 31 tonight, Lord willing. Psalm 31, we've spent a couple of weeks in this psalm. Tonight we will pick up where we left off last week in verse 14. Psalm 31, verse 14 is where we will start tonight. At the beginning of the Psalm, just kind of a refresher, what we see is we see David uh, really showing his trust in the Lord. Uh, He is uh, using language speaking of the Lord being his rock. That is, the Lord is a foundation, it cannot be moved. The Lord is David's rock, he's David's fortress, he's David's strong place. And hopefully for us, he is our strong place too. Now David knew there was nowhere else he could go other than the rock the rock that is the Lord. There is no place that we can go other than the rock. When we have difficulties in our life, uh, on the good days and on the bad days, we need to be firmly planted on the rock and David was. Uh, He was praising the Lord, he was giving glory to the Lord but this Psalm kind of shifts as it goes through and covers a few few different areas of things that David was going through, things that you and I can probably relate to at the beginning he's praising the lord he's saying that he trusts the lord with everything that he's going through Uh, but then he goes on and asks the lord to be gracious to him last week we started in verse 9 and read through verse 14 and he begins to really kind of humble himself before the lord Uh, he talks about that he's worn out from crying He's, he's he's filled up with sorrow and with grief because of his sinfulness Now, David was acknowledging that there was some sin in his life. And even though he was trusting in the Lord and the Lord was his rock, there was something that was going on in David's life. And the same may be true sometimes for you and I. Even if we are a child of God, we may firmly be planted on the rock because we've made Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. But there are times that the rock doesn't move, but we may begin to move upon the rock. Now, David was having some sin in his life. I don't know what that sin would be. And as we said last week, it may be best for us not to figure out uh, what the sin was in David's life, but to look and see what the sin is in our own life. Even if we are trusting in the Lord as our Lord and Savior, there may be sin in our life that may be affecting our relationship with God. It It may be causing us some trouble. It may be causing us some pain. And David acknowledged that. He confessed that sin to the Lord. He acknowledged that he was sinful before the Lord. Not only was his sin part of his problems and his struggles, but also he was in distress because of people who were coming against him, people that he was seeing on the street that were running from him, that were uh, his adversaries, that were his neighbors, people that didn't want to have anything to do with him, people that were gossiping about him. So whatever was going on in David's life, there were a few things that were playing into his condition and his heart and his need and his desire to cry out to the Lord. One was his own sin, and the other was things that other people were doing to him. And the same is true for you and I. There are times that there's sin in our life that we need to get under control, and not by our righteousness, but by God's. And there are also times where there may be things that are happening to us that are out of our control. And in those times, we need to trust in the Lord just the same. And after David acknowledges his distress and his sinfulness and those who are coming against him and the the hardships that David is feeling because of that, we left off at the beginning of verse 14 last week where it says, But I trust in you, Lord. And that's where we're going to pick up tonight. So let's pray and we'll get started. Father God, we come to you tonight and I pray that we would trust in you in the same way that David did. God, I pray that we would look at this blueprint, not just in this 31st Psalm, but through all of the Psalms, dear Lord. We see David's days of joy. We see his days of sorrow. We see days where enemies are against him. We see days where he's living in sin. We see days where he's close to you, and we see days where he feels like he's far apart from you, dear Lord. And God, we can relate to that because we've had those same days. We've had those same good days and those same bad days. But I pray, God, that we don't give up that like David, we may do a lot of things that are that are bad. We may sin in great ways, God, but David never gave up on you. He continued to trust in you, and I pray that we would do the same. I pray that you help me to preach and teach your word in a way that's going to bring glory to you, that's going to help build us up, that's going to help us to grow in you, that's going to help us to seek you, and I pray that you pour your Holy Spirit out on this place. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Verse 14. But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. Now, that's a good verse. We close with that verse, and I'm going to talk about it again tonight at the beginning because it's a good verse because it's what we need to realize in our life, and it's who we need to trust in, and that is we need to trust in the Lord. No matter what you may be going through now or what you may be going through in the future, we can do nothing other than trust the Lord to get us through our situations. Now you may have blown it in a big way and you may have sinned greatly before the Lord or against other people. Those things happen. We do those things and we are often ashamed of those things. And oftentimes the devil would like us to give up. He would like us to wallow around in our shame and our failures and our sinfulness. And he really tempts, at least he tempts me in that way, maybe not you, but he really attacks me in that way. We don't battle against flesh and blood, we battle a spiritual battle, the scripture says. Now, I've experienced that in my life, and perhaps some of you have experienced that too, where the enemies, uh, he, he wants to attack us. But here's the good news. He can't bring an accusation against us if we're in Christ Jesus. He can no longer accuse us because he can't accuse us based on what we do because we are covered by the blood of Christ. So we are not judged based on what we have done, but we are judged before God based on what Jesus Christ has done. And so when the devil comes at us, We go to Jesus Christ. When the devil attacks us in our weakness, we go to Jesus and his strength and his victory. And that's what David did. Even though he had failed, even though there were those who were coming against him, he said, no matter what my life has before me, God, no matter how bad I have failed, no matter what is going on in my life, God, I recognize my failure, and dear Lord, I trust in you all the same. I am not going to give up on you. And that's something that maybe you need to hear. That's something that I need to hear sometimes. Because sometimes I just feel like giving up with this or giving up with that. And that's what the enemy would like us to do. He would like us to give in and to give up. But David shows us the blueprint. He shows us the example. David knows what it was like to be in distress. We know what it's like to be in distress. But David said, I will trust in you, Lord. Verse 15... The course of my life is in your power. Deliver me from the power of my enemies and from my persecutors. David knew who was in control of his life. He knew that his life was in the Lord's time, was in the Lord's hands. He knew that his life would happen when it needed to happen, the way it needed to happen. We talked about that last week, that that God allows us to go through things. He allows us to make boneheaded decisions. He allows us to make mistakes. (laughs) He allows us to fail. He allows us to go through hard times that may come upon us. But God's desire in those times is to refine us like gold. We see that in the scripture. We see that illustration. And when gold and silver is refined, the heat is turned up. And sometimes God turns the heat up in our lives. He had turned it up in David's life. Now, we know of one great sin, at least in David's life. That was his adultery with Bathsheba. And God turned the heat up on him. David felt that heat. Now, some of you may have felt that heat over things that you have done before. Lord knows I have felt it. And that's a, that's a bad time in a way. In a way, it's the, it's the most horrible time when you feel the heat of the Lord and you feel God's Word convicting you and really cutting you to the core. It, it cuts you like a double-edged soul. It's able to cut through the bone and the marrow. It cuts all the way into our heart and all the way into our soul, and that's the worst feeling in the world. But then when we seek the Lord and His Word, it's the best feeling in the world. Because we know that God is trying to get those impurities out out of us. He's trying to get that sin out of us. He's trying to reveal to us things that maybe we have failed to see. And that's what he had done for David. David was going through these situations, and David said, But I know that everything I go through is part of your plan. It's part of your timing. I know that I'm in your will, and I know, God, that what you are working in my life, you desire for good to come out of that. And David was wise enough to humble himself before the Lord and allow the Lord to work in his life. Now, we need to do the same. We need to be wise enough to humble ourselves before the Lord and not be too proud and not allow the devil to cause us to give in and give up, but to say what David said, Lord, I trust in you and I know what you're doing is going to be for your will. I know that what I'm going through can make me stronger, God, if I trust in you and your strength. Verse 16, show your favor to your servant. Show me, excuse me, save me by your faithful love. Here's something we've seen and talked about already in this psalm, and we've talked about it in the other ones. Uh, He says, save me, the idea of needing to be saved. That's a theme that we see David mention a few times in the psalms, and that's something that's true for you and I because there are times that we need to be saved. Now, we all need to be saved from our sinfulness and ask for forgiveness for our sins. We all need to be saved and our soul to be saved for eternity. But even as Christians, if you are a Christian, there are times in your walk with Christ that you may need to be saved from a situation that you are in. Perhaps it's something that someone is coming against you or just some hard life circumstance that you need God to bring you through. Perhaps it's a sin that you are caught up in and you need to repent of that sin. And David says, look, Lord, save me. And as David said at the beginning of the psalm and in other psalms we've looked at, does David say, save me because I'm so good? Does David say, save me because I'm worthy? Does David say, save me because I'm a man after your own heart? Nope, David doesn't say that. David said, save me because of your faithful love. Now that's good stuff right there. It is such a bummer when we sin against the Lord. It's such a bummer when things are going on in our life and we're in the midst of distress. But boy, when we really realize that God is in control and we humble ourselves before Him, what a glorious feeling that is. When we realize, God, there is nothing I can do, but it's all in what Jesus Christ has done. That is a wonderful and marvelous thing. David got that, and we need to get that too. Verse 17. Lord, do not let me be disgraced when I call on you. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them be silent and sheol. Let lying lips be quieted. They speak arrogantly against the righteous with pride and contempt. Now, David is speaking of some of his enemies here that are coming against him. There are those uh, that are doing wrong, that are living, living evil. Now, David is saying, look, Lord, let them get what they deserve. God, I pray that you would watch over me, that you would hear my prayers, that you would not let me be disgraced. But God, that you would judge them in the way that they need to be judged. God, you know what's fair. You know what's right. You know the righteous from the wicked. And God, don't let me be disgraced with them. Now, I don't think in any way David was implying that he was, that he was perfect. I don't think David was trying to make the case uh, that he was better than these people on his own merit. But David was saying, look, Lord, I am calling out to you. Now there were plenty of evil people that we see in the Old Testament in David's time that weren't calling out to the Lord. And David says, Lord, do not let me be disgraced. I'm calling to you because I know that you are the one and only God. I know that you are in control. I know that you are all powerful. God, do not let me be disgraced. And that's good news. You know why? Because God will not let those who are he is be disgraced. Isn't that good stuff? Now, there are times in this world that it may look like that the enemy is winning. There are times in this world where Christians are being beaten, where they're being mocked, where they're being beheaded. And to the world's eyes, it looks as though Christians are losing. But guess what? Blessed are those who are persecuted for Jesus Christ's name's sake. Boy, that's good stuff. Christians are not losing. Christians are never going to lose. Christians are never going to be disgraced. Because the best that this world has to offer uh, to take away from us, it can take away our life, but it can never take away our soul. It can never take away our salvation because that belongs to Jesus Christ. Because we are His, because He has paid the price. And when we come to Him and make Him our Lord and Savior, He pays our price on our behalf. He redeems us and we are His and we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. It may look like the enemy is winning. It may look like the Christians lose the battle, but Christians will never lose the battle because Jesus Christ has already won it. David knew that. He's saying, Lord, don't let me be disgraced. David knew that he would not be disgraced if he trusted in the Lord. How great is your goodness that you have stored up for those who fear you and accomplished in the sight of everyone for those who take refuge in you. Now, David was talking about the enemies getting the the punishment that they deserve, but also on the flip side saying, look, but how good is it gonna be for those who experience your goodness? It'll be bad for those who experience God's wrath, but it'll be marvelous and a blessing for those who experience God's goodness. Verse 20, you hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from the schemes of men, from quarrelsome tongues. May the Lord be praised, for he has wonderfully shown his faithful love to me in the city under siege. In my alarm, I said, I am cut off from your sight. But you heard the sound of my pleading when I cried to you for help. Now, verse 22 may be a feeling that, that you have experienced before. Maybe or maybe not. But David says, look, in a moment when things were really tough, in his alarm, in his difficulties, in his hard times, in a moment, David said, I am cut off from your sight. Now, there may be times in our life where you have failed, felt like you have been cut off from the Lord. Now, sin can do that from us, to us. Uh, because when we begin to sin, that affects our relationship with God. When we begin to sin and we begin to, to focus more on what sin is in our life and less of God, then that affects our relationship with God. When we are walking close to God, we, we, are, we are gaining His strength. We are gaining His wisdom. We are feeling His joy. And those are good times when we are walking with the Lord. When we are not walking with the Lord, though, we can't draw from the Lord's strength because we're not with Him. We don't feel the Lord's joy because we're separated from it. And David felt that feeling. He said, look, I am cut off from your sight. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever felt that way before, but there have been times in my life that I have felt that way. That's the worst feeling in the world, to feel that you are cut off from God. But it's the best feeling in the world when you realize that you are not and you realize when you're not, when you're humble yourself before the Lord. When you go to him brokenhearted and say, God, I am at the bottom of the barrel. God, I have allowed sin to consume me. I have allowed this to happen. I have allowed that to happen. I have allowed things of the world to pull me away from you. And God, I feel horrible. I feel worthless. I feel ashamed. I don't feel that my prayers are going through the ceiling anymore. God, I am worthless. I am wretched. I am a sinner. I don't know what to do. God, save me. That's exactly what David did. And you know what God did? He saved him. He brought joy into his life. And even though David felt that for a moment, what a joy it is when we realize God is there for us if we reach out to Him, if we call out to Him. David says, I am cut off from your sight. But what does he say after that? He said, but you heard the sound of my pleading when I cried to you for help. Now that's good stuff right there. If we are a child of God, there are times that we may walk away from God there are times that we may want to get off from the rock. And when we do that, we put ourselves in bad trouble. But when we cry out to the Lord, He is there for us. Now, any of you that have children, if your child calls out for you, what are you going to do? As fast as you can, you are going to run to their aid. And that does not matter if they are one year old or if they are 60 years old. It's just the way it is. I see it all the time. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in some of your families. When you have a child and they call for help and they have a need, you are there to meet that need. And David says, I felt like I was cut off from you. I felt like I was separated from you. I was in the midst of my sin. I was in the midst of my distress. But I called out to you, Lord, and you heard me. You came to me in the time that I needed help. Verse 23, love the Lord all his faithful ones. The Lord protects the loyal, but fully repays the arrogant. Be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. If we have put our hope in the Lord, I don't know what you're going through. Maybe your life is good right now. Praise the Lord if it is. Maybe there will be something that will come against you later. Maybe there will be a sin that will pop up into your life. Maybe there will be people who will come against you. Whatever your distress may be, These words here at the close of Psalm 31 are good for us. Be strong and courageous. Now who is this message to? It's to all those who put their hope in the Lord. If you put your hope in the Lord, you can have courage and you can have strength because that's where courage and strength come from. It comes through Jesus Christ and the victory that He won on the cross. And when we come to Him and when we are covered by His blood, we share in that victory and that gives us the hope, and that gives us the strength that we need to make it through whatever the enemy may throw at us. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for these words. And God, this 31st Psalm has been good for me, dear Lord, because God has has, has pointed out things in my life, and God, I pray that you just... Help me to see those areas of my sin, dear Lord. I pray that you help me to see those areas where I'm under attack by the enemy and the different ways that he does it and is so slick about it, God. I pray that you help others if maybe they've got those same things in their life, dear Lord, that you would help this psalm to be good for them. God, that you would help us to focus on you and let you be our rock, God, and that we would stand on that, but that we would also examine ourselves and see what's going on in our own lives. But God, ultimately, no matter what's going on, no matter what we're going through, God, if we're in sin, we repent. Dear Lord, if some are against us, help us to be patient. God, whatever it may be in everything, let us come to the same conclusion as, as David did. God, whatever we've done, whatever we do, God, we come to you in your faithful love for help. And we trust in you and everything. So God, be our strength, be our courage, and be our hope tonight. Because, God, we have no strength and no courage and no hope in anyone else apart from Jesus Christ. So I pray that we feel that strength tonight, and I pray that you pour your Spirit out on us. Help us through whatever life situations we may be going through now or whatever we may be up against in the future. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.